Have you ever noticed how interwoven within your thoughts are all of your deep-seated fears? To be able to observe and acknowledge those deep-seated fears takes a tremendous amount of awareness. For the most part, as you're thinking and playing your day out, acting and playing your day out, feeling and playing your day out, you very um, tactfully cover those deep-seated fears that are running the show, that are running the thought waves. But one of the beauties of meditation is that it allows you to go deeper just by what we did right now for a few moments, just slowing the breath down and letting ourselves sit in a shower of sound and saying, come soak me. And you, if you really try that, you will find that there's something within you that won't let you feel soaked completely. Did you notice that? No? Anyone? Like we you first start and the mantra is playing, and just let it shower, let, let yourself get soaked. And then you will find there's this waterproof lining around you that wouldn't let you get all soaked. It's only in the depths of those meditations that you can go and say, what is it that wouldn't allow me to really feel this moment of beauty completely? What is it that keeps you from experiencing a moment of beauty and hold it within you and sustain it within you over a long period of time? When was the last time you experienced something of great beauty? Do you remember you experienced something yesterday? Did any of you experience something of great beauty yesterday? Wow. Not yesterday. <laughs> Not yesterday. When was the last time? Do you remember? I mean, yesterday was pretty great. I got to pie my manager in the face during a work meeting. You got to do what? Pie my manager in the face. <laughs> <laughs> was that a moment of great beauty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for everyone. That's wonderful. When my kitty, she turned over and... Uh, like this. She doesn't want you to touch her though. That was yeah. rare that she... Let's go. Yeah. For a moment she experienced surrender and then you experience a moment of joy because of that. So if something is... If you're not experiencing a moment of beauty in every moment, then that waterproof lining is pretty thick. Me too. Like intellectually, I I know that, but yes, experientially, experientially, it's yeah. not every single moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what I'm talking about is what keeps you from experientially experiencing every moment as a moment of joy. Letting go. For me, it's letting go. Letting go of what? 
of being of trying to be in control or trying to be on top of things, not consciously but unconsciously. Because right. I'm I'm pretty I'm working a lot on un, unconsciously yes. reminding myself to do that. Yes. What what wants is sustained control, because of which we miss all those moments of experiences that are taking place, literally a million per moment. And ego <laughs> creates what? How does ego control you primarily? Well, fear and worry for me. Fear and worry. Thank you. And that's what's creating this kind of a waterproof coating around you where you can't absorb life. Really, that is the entire journey of meditation. That is the entire journey the Buddha went on, or Krishna went on, or Moses went on. You know, they were all talking about. Can you access that part of yourself? And to me, meditation is so scientific in how it allows your mind to first just catch a glimpse in meditation, where your senses are not even open to external beauty, but with your eyes closed, with your senses closed, you experience a moment of absolute beauty because you almost get a glimpse, like a pinhole glimpse into the vastness of the collective consciousness. It's almost like, you know, if you go to the beach or into the mountains, you have that little gazer, you know, you drop a coin in there and you get to gaze the, the vastness of it all just for a moment and then it goes away again. <laughs> You know, that's really how it is with the mind. You, you get a moment, like a pinhole moment of that vastness. And looking at the cat like upside down, it's like you got to experience the, the vastness of the collective consciousness through something on the outside. But the more we try to look for those moments from the outside, the fewer and far between we try to find them unless you can train your mind every single day to get a glimpse of it, and then you will look for those glimpses, the reflections of it on the outside all day long. So anybody who turns into a Buddha, so to say, <laughs> the only difference between us and that is that they're able to perceive that vastness with the eyes open as well as with the eyes closed. Now, instead of just a moment, glimpse, it's an everyday view. That's how you view. But that takes training the mind to observe that the fear that is woven through each of your thoughts, which is closing down your perception, it's literally that shutter that says, don't look long enough. We have to deal with this fear, and it's all interwoven in every thought. Did you know that every thought is interwoven with it? And when you can crack the code and say, the sensation of fear 
I need to look at it. I need to pause it and stop it just flowing as one continual thing. I can pause it and look at it and see if it's even real. How many of you tried float tanks? It's called float tanks. They came, a, came around a long time ago, but now they've become more phenomenon. Or sensory deprivation. So all they do is they put you into a closed tank with no light, no sound. You're just floating in 12 inches of water. <laughs> 900 pounds of Epsom salt, so you do float. You just float. And you do that for an hour and a half in a closed, dark, all the senses, you can have your eyes open, but it's pitch darkness. And that is pretty interesting for the mind if you ever want to experience the disconnect of the mind and the illusion that the mind creates. Go try a float tank for an hour and a half, actually, mm. to two hours. Mm. And watch what happens. Watch what happens to your mind. What does the mind create as imagery to compensate for that which it can't perceive anymore? It literally creates all kinds of imageries. The first time I tried a float tank, and that was the same experience for both Peter and I, the mind started to create all kinds of illusions, like as if floating in space and the stars all around. It was phenomenal. It was, oh my God, this is so awesome. And I come out of it like, whoa, that was awesome, because it makes you surrender. And all the multiple times after that I've tried it, it wasn't phenomenal because the mind is done creating illusions. Like it's like, all right, let's deal with what is. Right? So after a time, it'll say, done with illusions. I have nothing else to fill in the gaps with. Let's deal with the inner. If you ever get a chance, go try it out. I like that. This is the same thing as the yogis would say. Pratyahar is, Pratyahar is a stage of meditation where you consciously withdraw all your senses. You're not investing in anything that you can hear. You're not investing in anything that you see. You're not investing in any smell or taste or anything sensory. You withdraw all those senses inside of you. And no matter how loud it is outside of you, you can stay in that mode. Now you're dealing with your inner That's reality, people. This is not reality. This is fantasy converging upon fantasy. For more inspirational offerings, visit us at sevenchakrayoga.com.